Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers. Dylan Kajawa, Donnie Callista, Ben Cloverfield Lane, Leah, Jason Ahrens, and H.M. Fraser. You are the oh yeah to our Kool-Aid. <laughs> Everyone, the Patreon helps keep the podcast alive and allows you access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, monthly giveaways, an exclusive book club, written reviews, and your very own Discord channel and role. Please click on the link in the description for this episode to show your support. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Robin Hobb has announced she is working on a new book set in the realm of the Elderlings. Hobb posted recently on her Facebook page saying, quote, Am I working on a book? Yes. Between farm chores. Does B figure in it? Yes. Am I writing it very slowly? Yes. <laughs> Hobbs' most recent major release was 2017's Assassin's Fate, book three in the Fits and the Fool trilogy. And I think that Robin Hobb has put out some other like reissues of her Megan Lindholm stuff and things like that. But I think that Assassin's Fate was like the last really big book that she put out, especially, uh, you know, in the realm of the elderlings, which I didn't even know. I don't think anybody really knew if there were if she was going to keep putting new books out. So that's really exciting. No. That's awesome. Does she own a farm? Is she like actually doing farming? Yeah, I think well, I don't know if she like owns like a big like a farm farm, but um, I know that she lives in Tacoma, Washington, which is pretty close to where I live. And she does a, like I follow her on Instagram. She does a lot of like uh, like outdoorsy gardening type stuff she's put she okay. some really awesome pictures but yeah that's just really cool to to hear i mean i know that she's like in her 70s right now and so she she had kind of mentioned i know like a few years back she's in her 70s really yeah yeah wow been putting books out since the 80s um i mean like yeah like assassin's apprentice was the the big breakout you know hit in 1995 1996 around then but i mean she's been writing way longer than that i mean robin hobb is just a pen name her real name is megan lindholm ogden i'm pretty sure so um she had put out books by megan lindholm and like i said uh, earlier i think yeah some stuff has been reissued um i don't remember what exactly the titles were but i just love hearing that you know robin hobb's doing good she's putting out books slowly um but i remember like some kind of interview with her or something i can't remember if it was like a blog post or something but she had said something to, to the effect of you know I mean, my, it was when she was in her 60s. She's like, I'm in my 60s now. So if I have like 20 years left to live, it takes me two years to write a book. So that's, you know, <laughs> like only 10 more books, you know? And it's just like, oh, man, it's kind of morbid to hear you put it like that. But you're totally that is right. kind of morbid. Like, yeah, there's like not that many more books, actually, from, from one of the best authors. And I mean, it just so happens that my week and the things that I'm going to be talking about on this podcast have a lot to do with Robin Hobb. Like, I picked that bit of news um, because I'm excited about a new Robin Hobb book, but also... I have been reading so much Robin Hobb. <laughs> you have been. And it seems, yeah. you know, I didn't know that she was that late in her life. And it seems like yeah. that kind of makes sense in that the, like, fits in the full series. Like, the longer, the later it gets into it, it kind of seems a little more, like, cerebral. And the story is a little bit more, like, I don't know, maybe it has more depth to it or something. Maybe. And it's just a little yeah. bit more, I don't want to say plotty, because that makes it sound boring. But, like, you know, to a 12-year-old, it certainly would be more boring. But it's, like, it's interesting and well-written enough that it doesn't make it yeah, boring if i mean yeah while we're while we're talking about what we're doing this week and like i might as well just talk like i've been reading yeah, hey, mostly, might as well uh, go into it yeah i mean I've, i'm um like a third of the way already into the second book in the tawny man trilogy wow uh, fool's errand took me a couple weeks to read i was reading a bunch of other stuff and writing a bunch and doing and i was really distracted but once i got to the last like 200 pages of fool's errand i'm not going to spoil anything but i cried i cried wow i cried hella so yeah. much i cried so <laughs> much crying like, it was ugly so, like, crying it was so intense yeah. so oh, no. i mean it. i really yeah like it got me it got me good and i know anybody reading uh, listening right now who has read fool's errand which is book one of the tawny, tawny man oh man i was not prepared like i knew that robin hobb doesn't care about my emotions but no. i was not prepared for that so yeah it was really intense and then i went right into book two and kind of to what you were saying i mean yeah like it's it's so weird i mean like what's actually happening in this book is really boring you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's so boring like i would not i'd be so annoyed if i was reading any other author and this but if you're is like 12 and happening. reading that you're like are you kidding but, me right now like, but i don't for some it's just it just works you know like it's yeah. just something about uh it's like a mix of her writing and the characters that i love so much you know it's funny i posted on instagram 
like right after I like finished Tawny Man and I put it down, took a picture of it and posted it immediately. And um and there were a few comments that were like, Ooh, like my TBR just got a little bit longer, you know? And I was like, Okay, I really want you to read this. Um my 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 friend here on the internet uh that trusts my book recommendations like i really do <laughs> but you don't know what you're getting yourself in for <laughs> like you don't know the emotional damage you're about to go through and just the the like you said like the plotting kind of very dense slow nature of these yeah, books you know yeah it's very meaningful and like like i said a little more cerebral you know but like if you're if you're reading them with the proper, I guess, like look at it or just like, I guess with the love that you and I both have for yeah, Robin Hobb, right. then you can kind of get off to the Robin Hobbiness of it all, you know, makes up for some of the boring plottiness. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a look into the life of some people that live in this area, you know, I mean, as, as you know, specifically through the point of view of one character, it's all first person, but that one character is pretty awesome. I really love yeah. me some Fitz. I love Fitz Chivalry Farseer so much. He's so grumpy and he's just, it, ah, he's such a well-rounded character. And then it's, you know, it's it's quite the feat, honestly, to have so many other well-rounded characters with a first-person narrative, you know? Like, you're not getting right. inside of any other character's heads, but I really do love these characters so much. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I um I don't know if I'm gonna read Fitz and the Fool, which is the trilogy that comes after the one I'm reading right now. I don't know if I'm gonna read it like this this year. I think I'd mentioned on an earlier podcast that I don't really want to keep going with it when I've got so many other things that I want to read and these books take a while. I mean, uh, uh Fool's Errand was like six hundred fifty pages and golden fool is 700 and i'm pretty sure fool's fate is like 850 900 pages long so damn it's a lot and and like i said it's a little slow you know so you're not tearing through these books like you kind of feel like you are just because you know you don't really want to put them down because it's just so like num, 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 you right know, like, like you feel really at home when you're reading them especially That's after a good you've read way the of putting it, putting it at home I, I said this in my instagram post too but like make sure you start with the Farseer trilogy, and I would recommend reading Life Shift Traders too before you start reading Tawny yeah. Man. There's a lot of re like references to all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, Robin Hobb, like I would I would say she's on my fantasy like author Rushmore. You know, like I yeah, would say, yeah, like, if you're a fan, yeah, if you're a fan of fantasy, like you you really should read some Robin Hobb. She really yeah. is one of the best. Speaking of other things that I've been reading though, um, let's see. So yeah, it's been kind of a Kind of a hectic week for me um I, I took some time off of posting videos and stuff on tiktok and instagram as everyone listening probably knows if you follow me on those platforms and we also kind of took a break from the podcast episodes because i was just knee deep in revisions for this book and you're in revision I, hell so, yeah and like i like talking about it and kind of keeping everybody up to date and you know if you've never really like followed a budding like debut author along in the pre-process of even hopefully getting published or going through all this stuff i mean i'm still learning a whole lot about this process too and one thing that i just hadn't really thought that much about is just how much work it really like it oh my <laughs> god man like i was just like yeah i'll just like knock out a book while i'm maintaining a giant social media presence and running yeah, a podcast no big deal. and like working a part-time job and trying to trying to maintain a relationship and stuff like no dude no like this is there's a reason that authors kind of do this. Author is yeah, a yeah, and a profession, not like a hobby, pastime, halftime thing. I feel a little silly because, um, yeah, I just wasn't really thinking that much. I, mean, I think everyone has that in their brain. Like, oh, I'm just going to do this in the evenings, just knock out a book, like you said. Yeah, but it's really I the know. last chunk, once you've already knocked out that book, the revising, editing, making pretty and smooth and correct process yeah. that I'm hearing takes a lot of time. Well, yeah, because... Um, I keep thinking of cool stuff to add and like it's not even like oh i should add this entire element of a story no it's not that it's just like you know what would really round out this whole scene is this little thing like where can i work that in and i'm doing that like a hundred times you know and and then i'm doing that and then it doesn't work and i take it out you know or i rework it and i put it somewhere right. else that affects then, the future somehow so you have to go through the rest of the book and change anything it references that thing and also like apparently according to my my agent I was using way too much like body language, description, descriptive language, um, 
Which, like like hands, shoulders moving, quarters of mouths twerking, yeah, that sort of thing, like eyebrows. You know, and... It's a funny thing, um, you know, because when I'm in the process of writing, and I think that maybe a lot of people listening, when if you're a writer too, you probably do this as well. And I would maybe even discourage it now that I've kind of like read over like a revised version of some of my scenes where I've taken a lot of that fluff out of there. And it mm-hmm. reads so much better. It's wild. It's a more punchy. Better. It just gets to the interesting. I, I, I gave some of it. I gave one of the chapters to Effie and I was like, this is a really exciting chapter. You should read this. And she was like, I like this, but you're kind of getting in your own way. Like you're kind of slowing down the scene. Like, I want to mm. know what people are saying, but like every time right. I have a sentence, somebody has to shrug or like, or look to, <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Or like, or like touch their nose or tug at their ear or rub their jaw or clench their jaw. Or like, why is everyone right. doing all, why is everyone like nodding and shaking their head and like shrugging and walking over here? And does, none of that matters like at all. Like, it, it, I mean, you it kind of, I mean, it, it, it kind of matters, right? Like, I mean, if, if something is, you know important or if something's <laughs> incongruent in. with what you think would happen in a natural conversation like we've been in so many conversations totally, as humans yeah. that it's like the tone is set by the words they're saying and the situation that they're in and the things happening around them and they're like kind of nervous about something or kind of angry about something. like we know that like an angry person naturally lowers their brows and kind of scrunches their face and like maybe gets a little bit in in your face or leans forward or something it's like we know those things naturally as humans to the point that if you set the scene enough for us we'll see it already in our brain you know unless so i I would say that you would need to mention unless their body movement was incongruent with what our natural expectations would be like if someone was unnaturally calm in a really (laughs) fierce setting you know it's like you're explaining it so well and then it's it's like (laughs) it's like magic the gathering it's like oh so with this you just do this and this and it's like well yes unless (laughs) this happens yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and i feel like that with writing a lot too and um that's been a lot of my kind of like what's been kind of turning my brain to soup lately is just like looking at it and just it's like do i really need yeah it's like do i really need that part of that sentence and it's like i'll delete Mm. it and then i read it over and i'm like that sounds pretty good and then i'll like put it back and i'm like but that sounds pretty cool too and it's like (laughs) i don't know what to do you know right Um, so you take a break at that time and you come back to it a half an hour later and just make the immediate decision which one sounds better you know i think i think um i could probably put this book out today and people would probably be pretty stoked about it like yeah I man think- i was really impressed when because evan gave me like a revised vision it was had three revisions between when i read it last and this yeah. one and it was <laughs> it was way better it was like legitimately a better book yeah like a lot yeah, <laughs> like, and and that's what's amazing like- what that to remove all those little things do add it up you know it's so wild too because you know like i mean <laughs> like when do i stop though like <laughs> maybe this next revision will be the one that makes it right so good you know and i think uh one thing that i that i really need to do um i think you stop when your publisher stop says stops saying like this really needs to be changed well and it's a debut you know i'm gonna put it it's like i yeah. i read i i was thinking about it today i was like my debut my debut book doesn't have to be my life's work you know what i mean no like, this is just one thing that i want to put out I, i'm happy with this story i'm proud of this story and i want people to read it and then i want to work on some other stuff and hopefully yeah. work on some even better stuff and um just keep honing the craft and god i love telling stories it's so yeah, much give fun. yourself permission oh to be done god. with one though at some point i think is an important thing that you're like struggling with finding yeah. the line out but i think that you'll know when you're like okay i'm getting so nitpicky i fixed all the Maybe. big things yeah. that like i'm now kind of getting diminished like is it making my book better yes but it should would my time be better spent doing something different for my career like making another book than like that's the moment you know switch yeah. it over and just so everybody listening knows, um, you know, I've kind of I've been pretty transparent with my feelings about this whole process, but I this has not hampered my passion for this process <laughs> or I, I fucking love this. It's so much. Fun. I, I love writing so much. And um, if this book tanks, then I'll keep writing them. I don't Does care. Does your partner like, so love that you love this? So, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like she's like it's good and i'm like you're just oh, saying no. that you're just saying that you think it's awful you think it's terrible just a plumber um but yeah so that's been yeah, we need more plumbers really well. though and they get paid yeah, really well yeah, so like if you decide to make that switch like more power to you yeah i'm having a, a good time with it there was just a period last week and kind of um like the last like i took a few days off um i, I turned it into my agent on thursday so i took friday saturday nice. and sunday off i was still writing a little bit but it was just, i was working on different projects and stuff but the reading really took a dive last week so our listeners like we haven't put out our valor episode for faithful of the fallen i know um we haven't been i just wasn't reading for like a week because it's like i would sit down to read 
and I'd see an adverb or I'd see passive voice or something. Oh, no. And, I, and it's not like I was like, I wouldn't do it's, I wasn't doing that. You know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm such a better author than. But you're Zoe reading Abercrom. it from the the, the just, view of someone trying to make a book better and right, you like, couldn't yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and but it's funny how quickly that went away because I was reading. I read like 230 pages today. <laughs> I read so much today. Wow, that's a lot of, of uh, Golden Fool and a little bit of uh, The Deep by Nick Cutter, which I don't know why I started this book. Um, I have been in kind of a weird, anxious headspace lately, and not... The Deep sounds nice and calm and. <laughs> it, it's not. I don't know why. It sounds I terrifying. It. it was so weird. I think maybe some part of me was like, hey. You know, Evan, as anxious and weird as you feel right now, at least you're not eight miles below the surface of the ocean uh, oh in gosh. like a tiny little vestibule. Like trying oh to, my gosh. it's a pretty cool book so far. I mean, like uh, it's about Is like, it a, like researchers. Yeah, it's like about a, it's about a plague um, called oh. the Gets that happens up on land, and it's been happening for like a little bit. And then it's mostly about this guy um, meeting his like super genius scientist brother on the bottom of the ocean and this guy the main character is a veterinarian and his brother like demanded that that the main character come down there and the okay. whole team the whole team was just like all right well like whatever you say like why do you want your brother he's just like get his ass down here right now and so that's kind of like like 180 pages into it or something to protect just, him from the what was happening outside really like know. the pandemic well, or they're trying to research like a cure for this plague okay down at the bottom of the ocean they like found a cool thing down there okay but, like it's getting weird down there too um, oh. So yeah, like, where's it? Like they're seeing shapes in the water. Yeah, like, tapping it, on the outside of the little belt. There is some or... tapping going on. Oh. Actually, <laughs> that but um, it is it is definitely really cool. I mean, um, I don't know if I <laughs> maybe I'm not supposed to, but I don't really like Nick Cutter's writing very much. I don't think he's a bad writer. Maybe I'm any... not supposed to. What do you mean by that? Like, I, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't like the oh, way he right. writes. Like, I think he deliberately writes in a way that makes you like his huh. prose is uncomfortable to read. You know Weird. I, mean? I don't know how else to explain it. Like with Stephen King, it's like his prose is delightful to read. You know, it's oh well, yeah, yeah. It's like reading the back of a cereal box. It's just so fucking easy. You know what I mean? It's just like right. word, word, you, like, word. Forget easy. that you're reading. You're just um, like yeah, you're just living yeah, that but with story. With Nick Cutter, it's like he just some of the similes he uses and like his exact like imagery and stuff is just like, dude, why did you use that word? Like, oh my god. Wait, you know, is it um, is it gross? Yeah, exactly. It's like vivid and visceral. Oh, and, like, okay, okay, a little he raw. Does, like, he does like body horror and stuff. Stuff, yeah yeah you know? yeah um but it's it's old school and it's very good i'm definitely gonna finish it i think it might i don't know it's got to do it when i'm in the mood for it dude that you know setting I mean? really messes with me man that's a that's a deep dark setting yeah, and i think like yeah we're so like oh we know everything about our planet like no we definitely do not like so no, there's some the, there's uh, some creatures in the deep that we have no idea about yeah the ocean you know, scary stuff that's a that's a good one too uh, speaking of the ocean actually um and i'll kind of round out too i'm not really reading a whole lot else everybody i mean i'm reading uh i haven't started iron gold yet i mean I'm like 20 pages into iron gold um still reading valor we got to do the episode so yeah I'll, I'll i'll read more this week and i'll update everybody else on what else i'm reading next week but uh speaking of cool ocean stuff i'm playing uh the legend of zelda wind waker right now oh right oh what an amazing game love it really it's so cool i'd never beaten it before i'd only played like the first couple levels ever and um it's just cel shaded and really pretty played and cool. it it's very good is it about ocean stuff is that why you yeah you're like sailing around on a little boat oh. and uh all the temples are on different islands you know it's like kind of open awesome. world like open ocean it's that why it's called like, wind waker yeah okay, yeah yeah you can control the wind it's so oh. good yeah so that's been kind of my um i my like shaded. yeah it looks it looks it really holds up I mean, oh yeah, it does. I'm looking at screenshots. Oh yeah, I have like the HD one. I borrowed my brother's uh, Wii U, Ooh. and uh, I mean Vaughn. You know Vaughn. Oh yeah, I know. I don't I have to say Vaughn. my brother. This looks uh, this looks great. Yeah, Wind Waker is great. Um, it's hard for Twilight games that Princess. do like water. You know, water stuff is real tricky. Yeah, but it's not like you're not like swimming underwater and like doing a bunch of weird like underwater water stuff. Yeah, you're just like no. using your boat to sail. Yeah, exactly. And then you go on land. Um, okay, so it's like the overworld is water. Um, but the music is super good. This might cool. I, this might be one of my favorite Zelda games. Like I've played a lot of Zelda games, and I just skipped this one for some reason. It's really good. Yeah, me too. I've never played it before. Only on the Wii. Uh, it's on the Wii U. But the oh, HD. Got it. So the, it came out on GameCube, and then I don't think there's a regular Wii version of it. But then they did an HD remaster for the Wii U. 
Oh but god, it's not yeah, the HD Switch. remaster looks great. It looks so much better than the GameCube <laughs> version. So much, I'm seeing like side by side comparisons. Oh my god, it's crazy! Wow, yeah. <laughs> the water's like all ripply, and like sun yeah. is glinting off of yeah. it. <laughs> like, um, but that's 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 all I did this week, uh, except for you know like the the occasional anxiety attack and trouble hey, sleeping. You know? Um, but I'm getting on top of that. I've been going outside and walking around a lot more, and um, that helps. Is it smoky there? It is kind of smoky here. Yeah, it's it was apparently Bend was really bad. Yeah, like I looked at the air quality map. Um, yeah, Portland always like yeah, pretty much like every Kong. year. Yeah, every year Portland gets pretty banged up, but yeah, um, it's not as bad as Central Oregon right now. So that's cool, no, or Canada man. for that matter. There was one day I went outside. I was like, wow, it is so, like you can see like Mordor. This cold. Yeah, it looks like yeah. Mordor. There's like a couple that you can see like this cul-de-sac across the street from my house, and I can see like two, three hundred feet. And the house at the end was like almost obscured, like so smoky. I couldn't see it. It was crazy. Though there, I will say, weirdly, there is something kind of nostalgic about like seeing that orange sun ball through the smoke and like, because it's every <laughs> summer, like it's every summer. You just, we just yeah, get I mean, I guess that's smoke. true. Uh, yeah, because that's how you know it's late summer. Yeah, and I have like Oregon, a bunch of firefighter fighter friends that work on little like independent crews you know and so like if a fire doesn't go off they start complaining about like their income and because like you know you can make a lot a whole year's salary in like three or four months if you work super hard and but if there's no fire yeah like, <laughs> oh my gosh so... have you seen that movie where the firefighters die what's that movie called like in california i don't know i had no idea of them. oh man i weeped it's a true uh, story and it's just done so well anyway <laughs> thank you thank you to our brave firefighters out there seriously yeah, go firefighters seriously. man because yeah, that is uh that's a job that uh i wouldn't <sighs> i can't i don't have it in me no i don't think man. i can do it it's um, like you have to yeah. face like one of the worst ways to die speaking of fire um our condolences go out to everyone on maui maui right now For oh, real. My oh my goodness. goodness yeah that was yeah dude i couldn't i could hardly keep my stuff together just reading about it today i like yeah. didn't really like know about it and then i heard about it and was just like got deep into it and wow it was really really yeah. brutal yeah it's a really intense heart yeah. hearts out to everybody in maui right now definitely 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 so i've been reading um valor I, I started to read a little bit beyond where we were going to do our episodes but then like i don't know i've made some mistakes before and like spoiled some books for you and others just by like accidentally yeah like, i find it's probably it beyond. just good form to just <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i just stopped i was like i chad you won't be able to remember where you stopped and the it'll hurt your ability to like do the episode properly um so and there's like an authentic there's an authenticity that I want to capture with like our predictions and stuff, you know, where it's like, I want to have not know what's in front when, so I can talk about those sort of things. Um, so I stopped doing that and I switched over to iron gold, which I'm really glad that I did because it's really good, but it's not, I mean, it's not as good as <laughs> yeah, any of the other ones. It. Yeah. Cause I haven't it's been reading hardly any of it. Really? Like, usually you're like know. 20, 30 pages. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what it's just, it caught me like right in my mode of not really reading anything. I didn't, hate it or anything but tell me about no, it no no it's very interesting okay so i'm probably only 40 50 percent in and it's like the first like 15 to 20 percent is kind of a major bummer are they just standing around like oh my god it's so yeah, bad yeah. yeah they're just like we've just been <laughs> yeah. fighting because like yeah. we have a big time skip it's like 10 years later and there's like everyone is just so sad of just like all my friends are dying around me all yeah, the time like sense. 200 like million people or something have died since the beginning of the battle like these wild numbers like iron rains that kill over more than a million people you know 250,000 obsidians go down in like a blink of an eye and stuff and it's just like the amount of death is on such a wide scale um and i could and the story is zoomed out so it's like I don't want to give any spoilers here, but the story is zoomed, zoomed out in, to point. in the first three books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and by this point, we're so we're like talking about the whole solar system and we're in control of a lot of things. Our main characters are. And so like it takes a while to kind of find itself. But yeah. I've just reached a point in it where it like turned around and we went like from way far out to like zoom, zoom down to like, okay. like now we got to like do stuff. Yeah. With that, like, okay, with yeah, like a yeah. small group of characters, they can like intimately interact and like, it's back to being a little bit more of its old self. Uh, though yeah. I will say throughout the entire bookstore, cause like Daryl, so Daryl gets a little tiresome after so long of him just being like my wife and like my sacrifices, but my friends and loyalty. And like, you know, it's yeah. just like, he's like, woe is Daryl a lot, quite, quite a bit. 
Um, and there's some fresh perspectives in the book, which is really nice. One of them, I don't really, I feel like he was like, here, this will be a fresh one. And then it was just like a major downer for a uh-huh. while. So, uh, but it, but is maybe also it won't be later around. though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, no, it just took a turn in like a really cool way. Cool. Hell yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but there's one storyline that is fresh and cool and awesomely zoomed in from the very beginning of the book. And whenever I got one of those chapters, I'd be like, Oh yes, this is fun. And people, that we've like one of which we've known another of which we've like kind of known, but not in this like age of their development. And they're off like adventuring and being cool. And like, it's Hell really yeah. fun, man. I'm, so, I'm really looking forward to like iron gold, the dark age Lightbringer, especially doing these podcasts with Effie. Like all of this is awesome. I'm very into it. Um, yeah. I think that, man, those books are just, they're just so intense. Like, they're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I think that was another reason why I was like, because, you know, like I said, I mean, like, um, Robin Hobb is very emotional, uh, but there is some, there's, it's very gooey and warm and like fantasy and like, this, you know, these books this, just beat the ch- yeah, crap out of you. <laughs> these books are so brutal. Like, yeah. oh my God, it's just, it's just like, okay, whoop, here we go. We're going to slam yeah. into this planet and just... It's like Pierce right. Brown, like every other page, reaches out of the book and just like punches you in the face. Yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah. god! That's oh a very god! Good way of putting it, and like I love yeah. it. I mean, punch me. Me daddy. too. Punch me, Pierce yeah, Brown. Punch me, daddy. <laughs> punch me, Pierce Brown. But like, I need yeah, a break dude. sometimes. He's like, a good looking dude. Drink some water, you know. Like... <laughs> drink some water. <laughs> Rousing the bow first, Jesus. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it's. I mean. I don't want to, I'm not trying to belabor the analogy, but it's extremely punchy. And in this book, it's not so much in the first like 30, 40%, but it does at least appear in the last like 10 pages or so. It really took a turn towards the way more punchy, which I'm excited because that's where Pierce Brown super shines. He has like these action scenes where he like has these tiny little short sentences. Like he was against the wall. He came around. The bullets were buzzing by their head. Like these are like, da, da, da. And it's like a really effective way of just like keeping you. And kind of like you were saying earlier with your own book, removing things. Get to the good stuff. Don't get in your own way. Yeah. Like get to the stuff that people like that you and you're not read. thinking about like oh i wonder if that person's like mouth is quirking or no, like, no you know one's smirking yeah their gut like, is twisted it's like, like no. there better be a damn good reason why one of these characters is smirking you know <laughs> yeah. that smirk better be amazing <laughs> yeah it really does get in the way of a really good action scene your your words should be like an action scene um and he is oh, man potentially the master at that like it is really very good, good. Yeah. I'm just uh, continuously surprised at Pierce Brown's abilities. And then, uh, so I did, I got a little ways farther into Dragon Republic as well, which wanna, we want to talk about like punchy writers, though she's not quite as punchadelic. She's a little bit more just like crazy things are happening within her story. And it's written, she has a little bit more of a beautiful writing style. It's very good. Right. Yeah. RF Kuang is a fantastic yeah. writer. Yeah, yeah, our really, really is, but it, it flows a little bit more like a song, you know. It's like a, hmm, yeah. it's just a little like it's not so like pow pow. It's, it's like lyrical. Yeah, it's more yeah. lyrical. It's beautiful writing, but it doesn't. The problem with beautiful writing sometimes is it can get really in its own way, and you're just like, okay, we get it. Like, get to the story, or it can get a little like confusing, kind of like um the spear in water what was that book called the spear goes oh, through spear water cuts through water yeah. spear cuts through water that book like got in its own way a little bit with its like effort to be like mysteriously way like mysterious writing style kind of and it's like sometimes you're like wait okay what happened though literally yeah <laughs> like, i mean like i think with spear cuts through water simon Jimenez succeeded with what he was trying to do it just didn't really like yank my personal chain yeah it's like mystical like i don't know it's it it just and and i was literally confused at parts during like the fight scenes where like people (laughs) were for sure like it's like there's so much analogies you'd like like this was happening to that person you'd be like well wait but is it happening to that person or not like i'm confused you know so yeah i would say that rf quang definitely falls more onto the pierce brown side of the mystical writing um train not on the simon jimenez side but like somewhere in the middle for sure definitely more so than pierce brown but uh but i like I like it a lot. It's very good. I'm never confused during her battle. She's very strategic and makes a point of letting me know what's happening because it's like it's important to her, like like it's important to me, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty impressed. Like when I found out how old RF Kuang is, like she's in like her early mid twenties. Really? And yeah, and like her wow. battle scenes, like her ability to like I couldn't plan out a battle like that. Like it's, yeah, it's so well put together. I mean, like the strategy that's being showcased before these battles even like little 
fights and like tussles yeah. and you know what i mean like there's a lot of planning that goes into a lot of this stuff and i think it's a lot like pierce brown too where you can kind of tell when something is really going to pan out if there's like almost like no plan to it and right, then if there right. is a plan it's like wait this is definitely going to go wrong like, right there's right. no like, way this plans isn't gonna never go plan out <laughs> yeah there's no way yeah what's that saying by mike tyson like everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the nose <laughs> yeah <I mean. laughs> yeah for sure uh man that is <laughs> so very true i would imagine when it comes to large-scale warfare though i certainly have no experience <laughs> you know just in that uh how would you even get experience with that today probably reenactments maybe larping um, in the park perhaps yeah I think, I've, <laughs> man, I've never tried larping before like people used to do that when I, i'm I don't know if they still do it in Bend, but at Drake Park. I haven't Park, seen them in a while. I remember when I was in like high school, I didn't know what LARPing was, but I saw a bunch of people fighting each other with like foam swords mm-hmm. in the park. And I was just like, what the hell are they doing over there? What yeah. the hell is that? And then somebody think... explained it to me. And they were like, that's live action role playing. Role play. like, that's like a real thing. It's like, I was, I don't know. I was always like too scared to do it. I was like, yeah. these guys are going to think I'm a nerd. Like they're going to be like, yeah. no, you're not cool enough to play with us. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. But like, I don't know. I, they're it gets a nice. bad rep, <laughs> especially when you watch it, because I think what they're doing is it is more LARPing as opposed to actual battle, right? Because like they've got their, their, their swords are so light. The very fact that their armor and their swords and their shields are extremely light. It's all foam, like, right? Like it's all the foam most and like PVC pipes and stuff. It's like they can okay. go so fast that it's like, that's not what sword fighting would be like at all, you know? Um, though yeah. I do have a friend who is in involved with a community that stretches in all the way across uh, North America that is like divided America up into like kingdoms and they have like Whoa. knights and they get like really into like the actual stuff. Like during Halloween one year he came into work and he was wearing like full on plate mail that was like real plate mail. And he had like a bastard sword that he had like forged with his like blacksmith buddy. And it was heavy as it was so heavy, like you could hardly lift the darn So, like, thing, what are you, you know? supposed to do with that, though? If like some, if you're like, do they like they pat them? Each? Yeah, they pat them up. Okay, yeah. But they're still like they're just like, or they'll use like practice swords, but the practice swords are like extremely heavy. And so, like, I've done it a little yeah. bit with them, and it's like know. you're definitely getting bruises. Sounds exhausting. Yeah. Oh, it's so exhausting. <laughs> Sounds like I would so be exhausting. So tired. It's like if you got a PVC thing, like you're not there's never going to be a point where you, your your strategy can be to tire the other person out. Like, I mean, yeah, and that was the strategy like, a lot of the time with those kinds yeah, of swords. It was like, let's just, just go until someone's tired. Yeah. Yeah, if you've got two little light blades or something, you're just like dodging and weaving around them and just getting them to twist and lumber and move and block with that shield that's so heavy. And then after a while, they just get slow. Which is so yeah. funny, because like when you watch that on TV or something, like it's kind of like a, a, a hunger or a, a full man can, can't imagine what it's like to be starving you know and it's like a a person who has lots of energy just in a sitting state can't imagine what it's like to not be able to lift your arms and so when watching it you're like move move you know, it's like watching the olympic <laughs> runner you're like just run faster like you're barely running and it's like yeah but he's been doing it for seven miles you know yeah, right yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like you can't go any faster i mean especially if you're even when you're, when you're watching like swimming or like sprints it's because, yeah. you know, like on the olympics and stuff it's like everybody's going a relative speed you know right. what I mean? So you can't, there's no comparison for you to like see, <laughs> right. like if you put, if you put like me out there against a bunch of sprinters, you know, or like swimmers, you'd be like, whoa, those guys wow. are going so yeah. fast. <laughs> <laughs> like Evan didn't even make it like a quarter of the way before they yeah, all Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't look very impressive because they're running so far, you know, they're running these huge distances That's that they're true. playing yeah, this like totally. speed over time game. And it's like, they're not sprinting and it like looks kind of lame to watch that. You're like, cool. They're like jogging really fast. Like, yeah, but they're doing it for a long time, you know? Uh, Anyway, sidetrack there. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Um, Okay, so... I found a... In my neighborhood, we have one of those little, like, cutesy little... It's, like, adorable. It looks like a little tiny house with, like, a little attic, and it's got little glass windows, like, cross-hatched built in the front of it, and you open it up, and the neighbors come and put their little little books in it. Yeah, a little library. I'm very proud of the fact that I put books in there that always get taken like in the first week. I've never had a book last longer than like seven days inside the little house, you know? And there's some books that have been there for months you know, (laughs) that nobody will take. And I took out this week, I was like, Ooh, there's a Stephen King book in here. And I wanted to pick your brain on it to see if I got like the swill, like scraping the bottom of the Stephen King barrel, or if I scored, it's called Billy Summers. 
Oh, that's cool. Uh, I haven't read that one yet. It's a pretty new one. I think that came really? out in like it came out in like 2019 or something, 2020. Okay. Maybe 2020. Um I think it's about like a bounty hunter or something. Yeah. I can't remember. You want me exactly. to read the little blurb? Yeah, sure. It says, Billy Summers is a man in a room with a gun. He's a killer for hire and the best in the business, but he'll do the job only if the target is truly a bad guy. And now Billy wants out. First, there is uh, first there is one last hit. Billy is among the best snipers in the world, a decorated Iraq war vet, a Houdini when it comes to vanishing after the job is done. So what could possibly go wrong? How about everything? <laughs> How about everything? Yeah. Um. So with Billy Summers, I mean, you should read it if if you found like, if you felt like it was like kind of serendipitous and you want to read it because you found like a cool Stephen King. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, I would say go for it. I mean, okay. I, I've heard really mixed things about it. Like, and when I say mixed things, I don't mean like I've heard a lot of different opinions. I've heard two opinions. <laughs> I've heard right. exactly two opinions on it, and one of them is that it's his worst book, and it's it's awful. And then a lot of people say it's him in top form and one of the best books he's put out. In really? Years. So and wow. I'm, I'm sure maybe other people listening have heard different variations of those. Opinions, that makes me like, more that's excited what I've to read heard. it. Yeah. Um, I know my friend Brandon Baker, who reads a lot of horror on TikTok, um, he said it, he didn't like it at all. And I wow. typically like really trust his opinion on stuff, but I don't, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was he didn't like about it. Um, that's so funny that you mentioned that you found a Stephen King book. I DNF'd a Stephen King book. This. this oh wow! And for uh, people listening that don't know what DNF means, I did not finish a Stephen King book. I decided to stop reading. Uh, from a Buick Eight. I got like really? three hundred fifty pages huh? into that, and I was just like, far. "Dude, I don't know, man." It, like, it's very it's interesting. Down. It's too long. It should have been. A, it should have been a novella or a short story or something. Mm. Like, it was way too long. Like, I don't know, and I, I think it was. I think King was editing it or revising it um, or still writing it like uh, around the same time he got hit by a car in the oh. year 2001, I think 2000. Um, and I think that was like one of the first books that he had written like and finished and published like after that whole process. Do you think that shook him? Yeah, he said it did. Like, he, okay. It, and in fact, like he a, thought that it might it's affect like around his the book. same time that Dreamcatcher came out too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that I mean from a Buick Eight is much better. He made than a big Dream deal Catcher. about it in um, the Tower, the Dark, the Dark yeah, Tower. Yeah, yeah, um, it was like a big story element, and I remember being like, "This got to him." Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think it was like terrible by any means. I've I've finished worse Stephen King books, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. So I just like I was I was like not really in the mood to be reading a ton of stuff anyway, and I don't know, like I. It's just I have some stress to get it off your table. Get it off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt I felt like I kind of understood what the book was about and I didn't really care. Like it was kind of about like how like how unknowable and strange things can be and how stuff doesn't really ever have an answer. And I was just kind of like, that's you just just like tell me what it is, though, man. Like it'd be really (laughs) like it'd be really cool if like I got some closure and maybe I would if I finished the book, but like, I could just, I just felt like that's kind of like where the book was heading. Like I totally. was, I was thinking like, is, if this ends and it's just like, we never found out what it was, like I'd be well, really annoyed. That's not the and point. That's, <laughs> that's kind of like what, um, the, con- the consensus on like Reddit and stuff seemed to be. A lot of people seem mm. to like it and I could be totally off base here, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of the, maybe I'll go back and finish it or listen to it on audiobook or something, but yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I got like quite a ways through it. I only had like 150 pages left. <laughs> well, I think I'm gonna read it because I just finished. Yeah, read Billy Summers. off my sure. misery um, coattails, which I really enjoyed, and it was pretty short though. This is a little bit thicker, but like not huge by any means. You know, it's 500 pages. I mean, um, I, like there's part of me that's like, go for it. You should read whatever you want. That's like the you know the cool part of me. Right. But the right. other part of me is like, dude, there are some knock out Stephen King books that you haven't I know, read yet. I know. Like, like you haven't read 112263, nah. which you would it's so amazing. Uh you haven't read Pet Cemetery, you haven't read The Long nah. Walk, you haven't read The Shining. So no, I've read lot. most yeah. most of Stephen King <laughs> so books. So many that are like a lot better than I mean, but I mean this one you fell know, into my lap. Maybe it it's did. like yeah, maybe it it's fate, you know, maybe it's I fate. Mean, Sometimes so you gotta follow your feet. So did Fairy Tale. I sent it to you. That's so, true. It did. It's falling on my doorstep first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I know what feeling you're talking about, though. I mean, you did see it and you're like, ooh, maybe this Yeah, one. there's just like a hype train. And I find that many times in life, it's best to ride it, you know? That happened to me with um, Sylvia Moreno Garcia's uh, Gods of Jade and Shadow. I was just like ooh. looking. There was in like a little free library and I grabbed it and I sat down with it. And Is that what I, they call those? Free libraries? 
that's what yeah that's usually what that's what i think ours has like the literal words little free library on it huh. um but yeah like i i grabbed gods of jade and shadow i sat down i started it and then i finished it like two days later you know it was just wow. one of those yeah serendipitous things where it was just kind of a book that i wanted to read at that point in my life you know and it was just there so i i, I, know, what, I know what you're getting at you know yeah I, yeah I see what you're talking about also, I just have the best app idea that I'm going to throw out there to the world so someone can make it and make a million dollars is just to record where all of those are and where you can like... Oh, that's already what, a thing. Don't worry. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, sorry. And like, you. Can, yeah. can you... No, no, no. I mean, I'm glad you did. Um, like can you tell what books are in each one? No. See, that's that would, what that's the part of the app where you like get there, you like log into it, and then if oh you take God, it, you take it out. So it's like it's not always perfect or right or anything. Um, you know, people can update it, and I'm sure there's enough crazies in each neighborhood. There's one that would like make sure that it's right. You know, <laughs> it's such a pain. It'd be ass. so cool to be like, yeah, but I'm looking for but this book. They'd be like, really yeah, well, there's one in it. Portland yeah. for free. You know, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, that'd be yeah. sick. That's why we have um, uh, Libby as well. Libby is. Have you downloaded Libby yet? I have not. Man. What is Libby? Tell me about Libby, Libby again. Oh, you did think for him a little while back, right? I haven't done any work for Libby. No, I just oh, love no? promoting them. They're a library. No. It's like a free yeah, service. I don't think Libby even does like marketing or anything. No. Um, but yeah, they uh, you just log in to like the Bend or like Deschutes County library system. Oh, and you, you can download this, audiobooks. Yeah. You can download print books to your uh, ebooks to your Kindle. You know, and wow, is it Libby by Overdrive? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Editor's choice. Oh, very nice. It's the best. I love Libby so much. There's audiobooks on there. I mean, like, you know, it's it's weird because, like, I, I live in Multnomah County, which is a pretty well-populated part of the country, um, relatively. I mean, nobody really lives on the West Coast. <laughs> I bet most people listening to this actually aren't on the West Coast. But Probably if you are, not. hey, West Coasters, what's up? Um, but the best uh, coast. I live in Multnomah County in Oregon, and there's, like, millions of people here. So there's a lot it's a bigger library system than like Deschutes County where you live, where there's like, I don't know, two, 300,000 people. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe. Yeah. I know that Bend has like 80, 90,000 in it, but like you expand that by like a mile and you're adding another 10, 20,000 people. Yeah. Um, so you might not see as much of a selection, but I mean, you might be surprised because like a lot of libraries take out more than, it's not just one book, you know, they have their like six or seven, um, licenses or whatever oh wow called. okay so yeah i mean you'd be right because it's surprised. all digital okay right. yeah but they can't just like toss them all out for everybody because then you know right. authors authors wouldn't make money <laughs> they have to maintain supply and like, demand or else something yeah. is worthless if there's I, an I infinite it. amount it'd be yeah, really totally. cool if every time i wanted an audiobook i could get it from just get it for free yeah <laughs> that'd be amazing but i also like supporting uh, can you sign up for it online or do you have to go into your local library to get the card and everything um, I don't know. I mean, I've had a library card in Multnomah County for a while. Um, so I just did it with my card. I think you might need to go down and go grab a card. I'm not sure. Okay. I think it probably is. It's probably different for every county, yeah. right? I mean, probably. Uh, but I know that there are some, and I, I'm sorry for everyone listening and for you, Chad, I don't have like the list with me right now, but I know there are some counties that don't care if you're from that county or not. And you can just borrow oh. from there too. Oh, that's um, cool. Think of one oh, like right, because you can just be like... <laughs> like that. Yeah, because you can't do it for like every single one because you could just be like, well, right. if this one doesn't have it, then we'll just look at the next just county. Check this one. Let's just check that yeah. one. Yeah, this is the same thing as having an infinite number of supply. Yeah, that's funny. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them required you to like turn on your location or something so they couldn't like... Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, will... It's a pretty chill app. Like, It's pretty amazing that you can download so much stuff. Like, I've definitely... The amount of free stuff that is online is really incredible. Well, and it's really good for... I mean, I, I do this with Amazon a lot too where like I just sample stuff. So, um, you know, one thing... How, I want, how do I say this without sound? I don't want to sound like I'm like preachy or anything, but like, like one thing that I feel like people don't rem remember or realize really is that you don't have to buy a book to check it out and see if you like, you really can sample like a lot of a book through Amazon. Totally. Like you can read the first like three or four 50, chapters of a book. Yeah. It's 50, like 50 pages. pages. Yeah. yeah. There's a ton. Um, it's really so, cool. I mean, I'm not knocking it. Like if you have a process and you like buying books cause they look pretty and stuff like do you, you know, like do whatever works. If you, if you just, if you're walking past the shelf and so you can hear a little voice calling to you or like, however the hell you do it, you know, keep doing it like that. But just so you know, like you don't ever have to spend money to figure out if you like something like, right, you right. You don't have to go to the Barnes and Noble and sit down yeah. in the Starbucks for two and hours, you know, speaking of Barnes and Noble. Oh my God. I'm putting like my rant pants on here. Real Ooh, that quick. was a nice segue. Okay. Oh my God. Like I went to the, okay. I know I should probably not, knock barnes and noble just in case they want to do uh, some kind of like i think there's some knockable things 
but like about Barnes and Noble. <laughs> man, I don't know, dude. Like, I went in there for their like quote unquote fifty percent off hardcover sale, and there wasn't anything, man. Like, there was just all like Lee Child and James Patterson books and stuff, yeah. and like just it's like. I know what you guys are doing. You guys are cleaning out your hardcover selection so you can right, make room right. for the paperbacks. I know because like there was like all that hubbub like a year or two ago about how Barnes and Noble wasn't going to start wasn't going to be carrying hardcovers anymore, or at least at mostly all? mostly not Just because of like shipping reasons and like inventory spacing and stuff. I don't work in the in the book selling industry, uh, the 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 brick and mortar book industry. I just but some but, nerd was like. Um, excuse me, Mr. Like CEO, like whatever guy. We uh figured out that if we like were reduced to soft covers, we'd be taking like 0.8 of an inch off of every book, and Pretty we would much. open up four thousand yeah. square feet into every uh, retail location, I mean, which would allow yeah. us to bleep bleep bleep. Probably, and, you know. probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's I, I don't know. I'm not here to discuss the merits of that process or whatever. I don't really know the uh, exact specifics. All I know is I went to I went into a Barnes and Noble with money burning a hole in my pocket, and I walked out with nothing, <laughs> and there was a big wow. sale, and I was a I was annoyed. I was like, ah, I don't know. I was I just like, I was like, I'm, I'm on to you, Barnes. <laughs> I was like going to make a day out of it. And I like went in there and maybe it was like the tail end of the sale or something. Cause like last year they did to Barnes and Noble's credit last year, they did a 50% off of every hard cover in the store. Wow. If it, if it had a hard cover, it was 50% off. They didn't even bother with like stickers or anything. Like they were wow. like, it was just anything that's a hardcover you get half off. And I got a bunch of cool stuff during that I sale. Bet. And so th I think that maybe wow. I, that was like what I was expecting when I went in there. And there was just like this kind of like lonely like table. And then mm. there were like a bunch of like cookbooks and stuff. And it's like, this is not a sale. Come on. <laughs> right. Guys. What is like, this? This is you guys taking out the garbage. It's like, yeah. It's like when <laughs> Xbox does a sale and it's like, oh, we're doing 30% off of Assassin's Creed games again. It's like, you guys, <laughs> right. come on. Like, that's not a sale. Come on. What the hell? You yeah. Know, but, uh, you know, it's fine. I just wanted to uh, rant a little bit about that because I was annoyed. It's oh, funny. It's fine. I've got enough books. <laughs> yeah. Sick. But still, speaking of, uh, actually, I'll, like, just to let everybody know, um, I'm going to be selling, uh, I'm moving in like a month and a half. Hopefully. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm moving to a different, I'm moving out of the basement. Awesome. Um, I'm literally moving up. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anybody. <laughs> anybody. Um, but I am going to be doing a moving sale. I'm going to try to sell like at least like a third of all my books. Really? Selling, I mean, like, I guess you have series. a ton of books. I have like over a thousand and wow. I don't want to. I don't want to move all of these, and I would like to make some extra money. So I'll probably be doing it on whatnot. And this isn't like a, this isn't like a I sponsored thing or yeah. Whatnot is a really amazing app for selling stuff because cool. I can do it live and I can like talk to everybody and tell everyone yeah. like what the stuff is. And you'll be um, good at that. You've been like practicing for the last like two years. It's really awesome. So yeah, if, uh, I'll I'll make sure to post up about it for everybody so you all know like when I'm doing it. It'll probably be next weekend sometime. But um, I am going to be selling a decent like not just like books I never got to or didn't feel like i mean i'll, I'll read will you be signing them evan uh, i can if people request it yeah <laughs> okay That's cool. um i don't know if you want me to sign like somebody else's book with i know i was thinking that'd be weird will, but it'd yeah, also be like you know if it was like a big enough um someone's like man i followed him from the beginning though like i kind of want a signature yeah, no, you know? no and if i'll buy like a silver or a white sharpie or whatever and sell some um bookmarks and stuff like that too and Let yeah we'll make know a when whole, you're watching guys sign it sign it out of it yeah we'll make a whole give thing him, out give of him it some carpal tunnel tunnel make them feel special it'll be it'll be cool i definitely yeah moving out is gonna be um rough it's really expensive here <laughs> it's yeah, really dude, yeah, yeah you looking sure for an apartment or another yeah, house or well we have to get a two-bedroom because i have to have like a whole like office totally. for like what i do which is fine i mean I, and i want to live in a two-bedroom anyway but it's just like portland is just outrageous right now like it's, it's outrageous so, just yeah. to give everyone an idea i mean like a two-bedroom apartment is about 17 1800 so um, which is you know not as bad as san francisco or new york but right um, i don't live in san francisco or new york <laughs> yeah. it's funny when people are like oh you used to see how bad it is in this other area and it's like well yeah but i wasn't planning on ever being there right so right <laughs> like it sucks obviously over there right too. and there's something to be said for a the average income of a place like what the what the average rate people are paying in comparison to how expensive it is to live there right there's places that like it might be less expensive to live but you might be earning way less, less too, of an yeah. average income and so it's yeah. a way harder because that that gap is really the mo one of the most important know, things not really how much you're earning just how much things are cost you know there are totally places in like um like i would love to live in like 
North Dakota. I was just gonna say North Dakota. Seriously though, I mean like it's cheap, but it's beautiful, and like I like I'm. I'm sure it's really cold, but I don't mind being really cold. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter because me we're moving to like um like a neighborhood here in Portland called uh, Milwaukee. I don't know. It cool. sounds like a city, but it's the neighborhood uh, like southern Portland. Or we might be moving a little bit more uh, east. But right now we're in central, like well, like northeast Portland, um, and it's fine. Like I mean, I like the area. Um, oh my god, I forgot to mention. Um, okay, a couple. Uh, news bits are you are you done like i didn't want to like uh yeah like i'm pretty to, much uh, done yeah i'm gonna like thank two... some countries and um that's about it cool uh i have a life update um, oh cool my sister sarah just found out she's having a baby boy which is so cool i'm so happy for her she's 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 just she's been a mom <laughs> for so long and she's she, now she gets to be a mom to you and a, your brother baby yeah she's just she just has like She's wanted, she's wanted to be a mother for a yeah. long time now. She's a very motherly and, person yeah, type of and person. She, yeah, and it's like you, if you meet her, you just know immediately like you were going to be an amazing mother. And I know she's going to be. And I'm just like I'm so happy for her. And this kid is going to read so many awesome books. I'm going to make sure <laughs> I'm going to get him started young. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a bunch of like kids' books and stuff. And I don't know. I just like. I want to be as involved as I possibly can. I'm like, I'm, uh, she lives in Las Vegas. I'm probably not going to move to Las Vegas because I don't want to live there, but I'm going to no. try to be there as often as possible. I'd be real far down the list of places that I would choose to live. Like no shade to anyone who lives in Las Vegas or anything. I just really like the forest and wet waterness. And that's like in a desert. There's something about the desert that's very beautiful for sure. It, it really is. Um, I think a lot of people prefer it. The, uh, the openness and the dry air and stuff. Um, and Vegas is like, like there are definitely some pockets that are like not super awesome, but the like Henderson and like you know, that whole area is pretty cool over there. It's like it's a it's fun town, pretty nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to live down there. But um, no. yeah. So Sarah or David, if you're listening right now, congrats! I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Um, they work their asses off. I watched their um, weight loss journey over the last like few years, who and they both like crushed their game for the last like. I don't know, three or four years, yeah, like they're incredibly. They're both like really good, inspiring people. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, like every <laughs> time Sarah like calls it. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another cool little little bit of news uh, is that um, Effie, my, my partner, got a job at Trader Joe's, which I know doesn't really sound like the most prestigious thing ever, but like also Trader Joe's is like one of the coolest companies in the world. Is it really, uh, is it like getting a job at Costco where it's like, they actually kind of really like that. Yeah, it's well, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like getting a job there is like kind of difficult, you know, cause okay. it's just like, you kind of have to like know people, you know, cause everyone yeah. wants to work there, but she just kind of sure. like walked in and was like, I want to work here. And they were like, yeah, you should work here for sure. Wow. You know, cause Effie's just super cool. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, was, I get 20% off of Trader Joe's now. Ooh, which nice. Is so it'll be like awesome. the same price as everything everywhere else. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was just really cool because she was looking for a job um, for a while she was in school. Um, Effie's in school for uh, geomorphology, if anybody was curious. Um, and Which she, is yeah, the study of? It's just really smart shit that I don't understand. Like, I don't, <laughs> really I've tried, smart I've shit. really tried, I've tried. Uh, man, it's it's like, <laughs> I'm not even going to, but maybe she can discuss it on one of our uh, yeah, I'll ask her. Patreon episode or something. But um, anyway, it was just really cool because she was kind of like, she had, she had applied to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. Whole Foods hit her up and was like, yeah, of course you can work here because we'll hire fucking anybody. And like, and so she was like, eh, I don't know, like it'd probably be pretty cool to work there, but I really want to work at Trader Joe's. And she was like about to say yes to Whole Foods and then Trader Joe's hit her up and it was just like, ah, that's such a cooler place to work. Not that Whole Foods is bad if anybody works there, but like Trader Joe's is just, there's something about that place that apparently they, so she's worked there a couple days and apparently like they, they have like this rotating like shift schedule where you're never doing something for more than an hour at a time. What? So the people, yeah. The, so it's so like, like, there's like stalkers up fronters, right, packers, like, like everyone wrote, oh, everyone has, everybody you, does the same jobs. Um, wow. There's no so like assigned really, positions. Smart. It's really interesting. Yeah. Cause like, if you see it, if you see someone working a register at Trader Joe's likely, I don't know if every store does this, but it's likely that they've only been on that register for like, 20 30 minutes and they're about Interesting. to pop off of it too because they the and an hour is not very much time i wonder how much efficiency like they lose in the switching of tasks i don't know, you know? it doesn't seem like they do because that company is probably doing really well they're doing yeah. so well that their prices for groceries are not 
like astronomical like kroger or like any like it's like still very reasonably priced you know really i always kind of put them in my mind of as like a little bit more bougie um expensive food but i haven't been in one in a while like go in there and you'll be like oh wow three dollars for blueberries that's actually how much this shit's supposed to cost like wow this is crazy okay yeah like four dollars for a giant bag of chips not 650 like you know, wow. like, yeah, yeah that like, actually makes sense. Yeah, but, um, yeah that's why I'll have to go into mine. I know we're, we're a book, book, book podcast, but I just want to. Hey, Effie's part of the BRK stuff. family. Go, yeah, Effie. Yes. And uh, just some cool updates. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, so excited to have a little nephew. And yeah, I knew it was going to be cool. a boy. Too. My whole family. His name? I don't know, actually. No. Uh, I don't think they've totally decided yet. No. Oh, how um, long has he been out for? Well, she hasn't had a baby. Oh, she's just pregnant. Got it. Got it. I thought she had popped. I was nope, like, man, it's not... been a couple of days. I feel like that's weird. Like they should have named him already. <laughs> or the no, we're still that... calling him baby. We're gonna let oh, make him also earn it. Weird that like it was I like had, ocean. I didn't know his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like damn, Evan, you're not yeah, that like, excited. Yeah, really, really <laughs> trying to be in his, as much of his life as possible. There, big guy. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, cool stuff happening as per usual. Not just to me. Not just not just to Chad, but to people that we love. Yeah, of course. That's cool. And Effie's with us on the Red Rising uh, episode. So like I said, she's part of the fam. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to thank some countries, as always, because it's awesome. Um, We've got Norway, who has worked their way down to the eighth position, which is the second highest position we've ever had. The lowest one we ever had was last week's Philippines, who was the seventh. So Norway, maybe smash a few like back episodes and maybe you can try to catch up, get that one extra <laughs> digit. Beat all Philippines. Yeah, Norway, you're killing your game. Uh, Belgium coming in at 30th, hey, which is cool. Nice. Where is Belgium in relation to Germany? <laughs> I don't know. Like a part of me thought it was like a city. <laughs> Belgium is like right between the Netherlands and France and Luxembourg. Okay. It's okay. like nestled is like it right big? in there. No, no. Okay. Okay. I mean, like my bigger, brain thinks it's, it's like a city. Yeah. No, like Brussels is in Belgium. Bruges. Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. In Bruges. Have you seen that movie? Of course Super I funny. have. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> Dude, I love <laughs> It's so good. It's so funny. The writing in that movie is is some yeah. of the best. It's yeah. amazing. If you're listening right now, you've never seen the movie in Bruges. Uh, Go watch in Bruges. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. And, oh my uh, gosh. Rafe, like hunting Rafe, each other. Finds, yeah. Oh my God. And just having the most like snappy, catchy, like writing, like, oh, it's so good. This I love that movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, thank you. All those amazing countries. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you, Belgium. Thank you, Greece for 75th. And I just, you know, I've never mentioned the United States because I try to only mention the countries that are in the top hundred uh, on my list here. But if you are wondering, the United States is 156th. We actually made a record of the lowest this week and around midweek. We were 127. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. That's really and cool. we have at certain points in the history of BRK dropped in. I think we got into like the seventies once on the United States, but it usually is somewhere mid one hundreds. Um, Damn, that's awesome. And then we were one, if you're also just wondering and you're a nerd like I am and you get out some of these numbers, we are one forty third average right now across the whole board, across every country, you know? Whoa. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. We're I being like. noticed. I know. I know. Yeah. So thank you everyone. Uh, you are just the best. And since we didn't get any new reviews this week, which is totally okay, I will review our audience, which five stars, for being the most encouraging, optimistic, deep thinking, and understanding and empathetic communities. So I'm very proud to be a member of it. If this is your first BRK episode, um, thank you. And Yeah, thank you. We, and welcome. We get off topic on the Monday episodes, uh, <laughs> but we stay on topic for the other episodes. I edit yeah, it all out. Usually. I edit all the chaff out. So don't worry. There's a nice mix. Of, yeah, totally. Of loose and tight, you know, right up in here. Ooh, so don't worry. That's good. About it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> loose and tight. That's oh. good. Well, shall we fun fact? We shall. Okay. So this week's fun fact uh, is kind of has a couple fun facts embedded within it. Uh, and the first one I'm going to just like throw out there, which has nothing to do with the actual fun fact, but I just want to say it to see if I can say it right. Did you know the fear of running out of something to read is called a bibliophobia? It's not. It's not a fear of books. Wait. No, it's just a fear of running out of something to read. It's called a bibliophobia. A bibliophobia. A bibliophobia. Maybe just bibli. Maybe just bibliophobia is like the book of. Can I know like biblios or whatever is like. Well, maybe the, Latin um, for book. Is there like a fears, letter in so. front? Of, is it A B? Yeah, it's A B. Yeah, a biblia. Maybe that's the running out of or makes, lack of or it something. Makes sense, yeah, because yeah, like atheism or you know what I mean. Oh like, right, like yeah, the, yeah, Not, yeah. Oh, so nice. Be, be, smart, Evan. 
It wouldn't be a biblia, it'd be a bibliophobia. A bibliophobia. Oh, okay. I still said it wrong. Darn. I thought I was just gonna come off, but I wanted to make up for last week's. I don't know. There's some word that I had to say that was very difficult and I stumbled over it for Nobody sure. Nobody remembers. That's good. I don't remember. Um, okay, so that has nothing to do with the actual fun fact, which is Mary Shelley, Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein or The Modern Prometheus, which I did not know that it was also called The Modern Prometheus, uh, published in 1818, is often considered one of the earliest science fiction and horror novels. What's intriguing is that Mary Shelley came up with the idea for the story during a summer vacation in 1816, known as The Year Without a Summer, when a volcanic eruption caused global temperatures to drop. During this period of gloomy weather, Shelley and a group of friends, including including Lord Byron and Percy Shelley, challenged each other to write ghost stories because it was just so dark and like crappy outside. They were like, it's like ghost story year. And Mary Shelley's contribution to the challenge eventually became the masterpiece we now know as Frankenstein. And those are some pretty like the, the writers that she was associating with were some pretty reputable, very good writers. Right. She came out and wrote a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. She's she like just like and smack down. Jeez, uh. <laughs> like, Mary, okay. Wow. Yeah. Write, write a modern classic. Why why don't you? That's yeah. Pioneer an entire genre. That's fine, I guess. You know, and we don't remember like all of the starving people or all the farmers who like weren't able to grow anything or something, but we do remember all Frankenstein. So there are some lights in the dark times even so and i thought it kind of a cool uh you know like bad things happen the but summer without what it was called the year without a summer the year without a summer yeah because like there was so much ash in the air that it darkened everything and reduced the amount of sunlight that the was hitting the earth enough to the point that it was like actually affecting global temperatures not just by like two degrees but like a lot wow. so that's wild yeah isn't that nuts that's interesting that that book be written in that environment too. right right and it was like purposefully Whoa written in that environment wow. like they were like oh this is the temperature like, they they used it which i think is like a cool thing of life is if instead of seeing the dark things that come our way and maybe the like bad things that happen to us as just like woe is me this sucks so much for me we can look at it as like how can i use this to shape something in the spirit of you know and like kind of make the most out of it and i think that's kind of a cool example of that which i found to be uh, inspiring it's like what neil gaiman said you know like make good art even through the dark times you know yeah. maybe be yeah if you're sad use it if you're happy use it. it yeah if you're mad use it it's tough sometimes for sure i mean like i definitely yeah. want to just like lay around and eat m&ms and watch the simpsons yeah but, and you know not knocking that i mean i still do it and then yeah but, but maybe write about like <laughs> <laughs> like how you want to not be writing <laughs> uh, so there i was <laughs> Not wanting what? to write. <laughs> Not wanting to write. Well, that's going to do it for us today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday episode. This is mine and Chad's favorite episode. We love doing the book stuff, but we also love kicking back with each other. Chad and I don't talk to each other yeah. as much during the week as you might think we do, actually. We're both very busy with stuff. Yeah, we've both gotten really busy. And it's funny because we've become so like in tune with each other's schedules, I feel like, that we... We used to spend a lot of time figuring out what we were doing, and now we're just kind of like in tune with each other. So it's like, I'll just be like, yo, this time, that time, you're like, yep, boom, you know, and then yeah. we like are busy. I know. But, uh, like, it doesn't matter really like what we're doing that. Like, this, the Monday episode uh, is forever. Like, we will be, even if for some reason Chad and I are like, we're not doing books anymore, we're not doing the Friday episode, whatever. I think the Monday episode is here to stay. Like, yep, I think so like too. Everything else on top of that is great. And I really want to keep, I mean, because we've got some banger series we've coming up. Like, bangers. And it keeps, it keeps us going in the book stuff, you know? Yeah. And I like, I mean, one of my favorite things in the whole world to do is talk about books and talk yeah. about them with one of my friends. But straight up, it's, it's a lot. I mean, like, we are very behind schedule now. Like, if we were kind of behind <laughs> yeah. schedule before, we're like, we're, we're probably, even if we're Johnny on the spot for the rest of the year we're probably not going to start malaz until like december really like yeah because yeah. like, we yeah, still well, gotta read um we, there's only there's there's okay we might have to okay we might have to like because <laughs> i'm trying to think because we're definitely going to read binti by nedia korfor because that's just three novellas we'll be able to yeah, three that novellas, so nothing. It, that's really easy and i really want to read those because i've heard Me they're too. amazing and uh, like a series of novellas is like so interesting yeah like, and three little Korfor books not just rocks. one big one like what yeah. does that even mean like yeah, okay nedia korfor is really really great um yeah but then uh we're gonna read covenant of steel by anthony ryan because apparently those books are amazing like apparently those books like the last one came out and everybody i felt like was holding their breath they were well, like, yeah, the first one right? do it is he gonna nail the landing what 
I haven't it, read them. Read I haven't read them. No. Oh, um, no, I read them. no. No, you're thinking of the Draconis Memorials. Oh, yeah. And also, right, he wrote right. Blood Song, The Ravens. That's what I'm thinking of. It's yeah. not in the Blood Song series? No, no. Okay. For some reason, I thought that was thing. like a continuation no, is, of those uh, ones. No. Um, uh, Covenant of Steel is The Pariah, The Martyr, and The Traitor. The Traitor just Got came it. out this year. And I feel like the whole fantasy community was like, is he going to stick this landing? Oh my. And then he apparently <laughs> super did. And so, I mean, how could he? Well, I can see how he wouldn't because like in Blood yeah, Song, exactly. uh, that one's so good. And then but the then other the one's sequels like, are weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually Blood kind of reading. So good. I'm kind of reading the, the Seven Swords um, series right now, which is a series of novellas by him, hmm. by Anthony Ryan. That, uh, I'm, on the sec- that, uh, I'm on the second one right now. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a little bit okay. like... A series of novellas is such an interesting format to present a story, I think. Like, it's like you decided to give me like a bunch of little courses as opposed to like one big. I don't know. It's like it's just an interesting platter to serve a story up on. You know, it's different and unique. And I'm excited to read. um, I'm into it. Nettie Okorafor's Benti because like I've never read a series of novellas before. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because there's going to be like a rising and falling action, like a lot shorter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, faster, I should say. Um, so but there's still a lot of story with multiple books, right? It's like a weird, yeah, yeah, a weird like short book, long book setting. So I'm really excited to sink my teeth into those. So we're definitely reading Co- Covenant of Steel. We're definitely reading Binti. I think we might have to choose between R.J. Barker's Bone Ships and mm-hmm. Na- Naomi Novik's Skolomance. Oh damn! You I can't know. put those against me. I was like, bro, ships. You know me, but, but then like Skolomance. Yeah, Skolomance <laughs> yeah, is like, supposed to be so I'm really good. looking forward to that like adult harry potter yeah um, man we don't have to flip for it or maybe do a poll in the audience or something set up some little question after so i don't know if we can knock all of those out in a timely fashion and we'll then see. get to malazan a lot of it like, matters on like if your publisher is like yeah this needs another run through yeah, real big no, time we're like I, it's good there oh, go i'm absolutely certain i'm gonna have to do another round of revisions before this is even submitted so a lot of it depends upon like how many more of those I yeah i mean because i think um, just work better, Evan. Work I'm better trying, for all of us. I'm, I'm just so, kidding, man. I'm so just kidding. Hard. I'm super busy also. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, it's for all you listening, um, whether you're veteran BRK listeners or this is even your first episode, just know we're trying our best over here. Absolutely. Uh, reading books and We love you so much. Time. We're still getting lots of Patreon subscribers. And let me tell you, it is so encouraging to be getting those, uh, getting you subscribing to our Patreon and giving us love. Um, yeah, for the seriously. love that we give you, uh, it just really makes the whole week go by and so, so delightful. And we have noticed too. I mean, like we don't feel bad if you're like unsubbing and then subbing and like do what you can afford for sure. I mean, totally. like, like Chad and I both have other jobs right now and we have like different sources of income. And so like, we're not, you know, it's, it's nice. It's very awesome to, to have people contributing and like, it, it really eases a lot of the burden for me and Chad. Yes, it's nice to know that there's like a, not, maybe not an end in sight, but like there's a end goal in that like this could very potentially turn into something where we could only do this or have it be, be a larger amazing. part of our life, you know? Amazing. But yeah, we do yeah. we do know that like, you know, pay what you can, you know, if you can, yes. you can throw us three bucks in a month and then you, and it's just like, it's not going to work the next month. That's totally 100% cool, you know? Like, but you if, won't you, get if, hate if you emails. feel like, if you feel like three bucks, five bucks a month for a year is, it's totally something you can float that's amazing you know but yeah just don't feel like oh man like i gotta keep spending money this month and no it's fine it's like, yep. and every it. time i get that little yeah. notification on my phone i want to just reach in there and just like give you the biggest of oh squeezes God, it's so the coolest. <laughs> it's the coolest i don't know if i'll ever turn that off like it's just like the best it's my favorite notification Oop. to get Somebody yeah. believes oh, in you. Yeah, dude, it's so good, <laughs> so wonderful. Somebody oh man, appreciate you. Look oh at man, it is the it is the Frankenstein in our year without summer. That is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you so much again, seriously, for listening and for everything that you do. I'm gonna go read some Robin Hobb personally. I'm gonna edit this episode and then I'm gonna oh, continue reading. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna continue reading some um, Iron Gold. Um, Yes, Iron Gold, thank you. We'll have that Valor episode up for you this week, buddy. Thank you, everybody, so much. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And, of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.